Welcome to the That Don't Fit podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome back to That Don't Fit. On our last episode, is this coming out chronologically? Yeah. That was a really good use of the word, <laughs> chronologically. <laughs> On our last episode, we, me and Andy started talking about parenting and what that looks like and different convictions we have and burdens we felt. And, and uh, so we are going to continue the conversation and take it another direction. Guys, there's so many uh, routes we can go around, around parenting. And so I hope these episodes around parenting are helpful to you guys because these are things I keep close to my heart. And so I'm excited to hear... I think a bit more from Andy on this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got some springboards of scripture for us to jump off of. And so, Andy. Great. Excellent. Yeah, I'm going to talk a bit about a a passage that has been formative for me. Um, And mostly because I had to wrestle with it, not because, boom, this has been my my word for parenting go. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's familiar, anybody who's parented, certainly in my generation, if you were... I mean, it seemed like nearly every parenting book in my generation kind of had this. It was a Christian book, had this at the heart of it. So it's Proverbs 22, 6. Um, you guys could say it with me, but uh, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. And so that pet proverb kind of sits all by itself. You know, right. it's not connected to other ones at that point. And so you sort of say, what is that? What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, and I, yeah. I always felt like it was like the Godzilla of Proverbs, <laughs> right? It can be really like unhelpful. Yes, yep. Uh, or it can be very helpful, but do a lot of damage in the process. <laughs> yes. And um, and mostly because we we wrestle with what the implications are. If you look at it at face value, it basically says. If you train your kids the right way, they're going to turn out the right way. And they'll never turn away right? from it. Yeah. And they'll never turn away from it. And you're good to go. Yeah. And my experience was it's a it reveals a lot about parents and how they understand it. it you know, there are some people who it's like, this is my this is my key. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna train them in the right way, you yeah. know, and I'm gonna line it all up and and uh and and that's going to be yeah. how it goes, and that guarantees the outcome. Yes, it's savory to the self-sufficient. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Other people who find parenting to be hard, mm-hmm. it lays on them like a weight and, a, and can be very condem- con- condemning yeah. because you sort of feel like, I'm failing. He's, they're not turning out the way they should go. Yeah. That means I failed. Mm. And so it's a real st- struggle, and I've even seen it interpreted in various books. <clears throat> Some people talk about some books you'll see the emphasis is on um, uh, training up a child uh, in the way they should go means you need to train them up to be a Christian, mm-hmm. right? Train them to be a good Christian. I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, there's a lot of places in the church, uh, the body of Christ, where that's kind of the way it's understood. Yeah. Train them as a Christian. T- send them to Christian school. Make right, sure they get right, to right. Sunday school. Make sure they have family <laughs> devotions. Make sure you know training them in, and that, and they won't depart from that. We're going to build. We're going to we're going to so work that into their lives. Right, right. 
that this is who they're going to be. They're no going to be Christians, what, yeah. no matter what. Um, how do I keep my kids from rebelling? Just double down. Yeah. And, uh, and then there are other people who would say, no, what it really means is your child has a, has a way they want to go. They have, a, they have certain gifts and skills <laughs> and talents and desires, and your job is to get behind those and support those. So train them in the way they want to go, mm. and that way they'll flourish in it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so I've heard both. Yeah. Um, and because Proverbs in general doesn't really sort of tell you, boom, oh, this is what I mean. Right. It's meant to wrestle with. It's meant mm-hmm. to, to, to deal with. You're dealing with what do, what do we, how do we relate to this? And so, so I did, because I fell into more of the category. I mean, actually, my wife and I fell into two different categories. She'd be more the, okay, let's train them down, man. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and not in a heavy-handed way. But, right. But, but, you know, we're going to make our full investment in these kids. Yeah. And we're going to help them to love Jesus and we're going to help them to know God's word and we're going to help them to love the church and this is going to be their lives and we're going to protect them from all those outside influences yeah, yes. you know and um and mine was co- more like I don't know what I'm doing and and uh, everything that happens is a surprise to me <laughs> right I'm trying to do the best I can yes yeah but I always feel like I'm like I'm 2 years behind mm-hmm. and uh and so we we wrestled with it, and 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 so I lived under more guilt of this. And so I feel like I've got to wrestle with this proverb. I got to wrestle it down. I got to come to a place where this proverb actually has meaning mm-hmm. for me as a parent, hmm. because it's there for a purpose. Yeah. And I don't want to avoid something in God's word because it doesn't seem to make sense to me. So I, I began to study it, and I won't go into all of it, but uh, there's it's a it's a it's full of powerful imagery. You know, there are these words in there that are very important Bible words, very important wisdom words. You know, the word train, for example, we tend to sort of think teach them, te- you know, okay, that's where you just got to Im- input the information. Mm-hmm. And the idea of training, I think, is a much, it's, it's, it's much more, the, the better image is like uh, when you have a vine and you place a trellis and to give that vine a uh, a way to a tr- grow. You train a vine. That's mm-hmm. what you're doing. Um, a way to grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that means we've got to be consciously looking at what, at, at where our kids are growing and how we shape that yeah. so that they grow in the way they're, they're going to best grow. In the way they should go. And this is where I think the Lord spoke to me. And I, and I, think, I think this is a faithful um, interpretation. interpretation of the, or application, I'll yeah. say. Because I think it, it, it reflects the New Testament. And one of the principles of, of looking at Proverbs is, not to, is to bring the New Testament into play, to bring the gospel into play. And uh, what do we know about the way? Yeah. We, we know that Jesus is the way, right? We know that there is a way. Mm-hmm. There is a way of life. Um, and it's found in Christ. We also know that, that uh, he's the only way. There is no other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also know that only he can put us on the way. Yeah. Right? We can't get on the way on our own. Yeah. And so I started to realize that I think the way this proverb helps me and helps me as a parent was, you know what? God has a way for each of my kids. Mm. It's not their way. They're going to want to go their way according to what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and guess what? It's not my way either. You know, I don't, I don't have, I'm not the one who says this is how my kids should turn out. 
one of the things that I've seen, I've read a lot of secular books on parenting recently, and there's a tremendous amount of uh, uh, about about finding what your child is good at and 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 just getting behind getting behind that, yeah. and either either having them feel maximally fulfilled in life or making them maximally productive in life. Yeah. So you got to get into the best schools. You got to get, you know, and I think that flows into Christian parenting as well. It could be in some way you've got to be in the best Christian school. You've got to, right. you know, you've got to, you've got to be in the, in the Christian group. You've got to do this. It's a big part of what can be a challenge with youth ministry, which we can talk about sometime, which is parents feeling like kids. If my kid isn't like the, 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 you yeah. know, the star of the youth ministry, you <laughs> yeah. know, they're, they're not, they're not measuring up. And so, um, but the reality is the only way that matters is God's way, yeah. right? And that's partially a mystery to us because we don't know what he ultimately has for them. We don't know what trials, for example, mm-hmm. he's intended yeah. for them. Parents live protecting their kids from trials. Mm-hmm. I, one of the things that I've seen um, is... Parents wanting to protect their kids from relational trials. So yeah. I've got, the, you know, they have a friend that was a great friend up until they're eight or nine, and then yeah. they're starting to differentiate. Yeah. And now it's like, I got to protect them from them. I don't ever, yeah, I don't want, you don't want to see your kid hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want them to be hurt. Or, you know, there's a group and they're not in that group. And, yeah. you know, they feel like an outcast. And, oh my goodness, I've got to find a place where they can feel like they're accepted. Yeah. Get nothing necessarily wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But who are we to say that it isn't what part of God's plan that they, realize that the group will never satisfy yeah. at that time in life. And so I started to realize that, okay, there's, a, there's an adventure of, of a path that God has for each of my kids. Mm-hmm. And I only know bits and pieces of it. And God gives me enough in his call to me as a parent. He gives me plenty in his word to know how to influence them and how to guide them. Yeah. But the goal is not my path or their path, it's his path. Because that's the only path they will not depart from. Right. And that's not because they get really good with the path. That's because he promises never to leave them or forsake them. He promised them never to drop them off the path. And so one of the things that really helped for me as a parent, particularly as I was moving into the teenage years, where all these things get volatile, mm-hmm. is, okay, Lord, there, first of all, there's no guarantee any of my kids are going to get saved by the time they're done youth group, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I can't live with that being the goal, right? Right? Um, there's no guarantee that my kids will respond to Christ mm-hmm. in, in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, I don't know when you're coming. I know you're coming after them. I know there's promises in the scriptures for me to give me faith that that children in the covenant have God's favor upon them and blessing toward them, but they don't have his, his guarantee. And so, uh, but I found out, okay, I can start looking at my parenting from the idea of, Lord, help me to discern your path yeah. for each child. It also helped me to keep aware that different kids had different paths. <laughs> some, some would be very much more like seemingly open to Christ earlier, right. much more you know, pliant toward the Lord in mm-hmm. some ways. Some might feel much more rebellious or distant or cold. Yeah. And that didn't reflect anything other than where they were, who they were at the time. Yeah. It doesn't reflect that they were farther off the path. 
because sometimes the most compliant kid right man at some point is the one who kind of bolts yes yeah so i wanted to open with that because i, I just want to get your thoughts on this idea that you know we we have a responsibility but we can't fulfill yeah that we can't the only path that that matters is the path god has for him and and how do we find our job description within that job description yeah no that's great man so that's good. Well, one thing, even as I'm looking at that verse now, there is, it's funny, part of it is our responsibility. Yeah. The other yeah. part and is And it not, says it, yeah. do this. Yes. And, right. that, and that's where, like, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. Yeah. Got it. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it was, like, the rest of that, whatever that interpretation means, yeah. it's, it's not that it doesn't matter. I, I need to be obedient to scripture. Yeah. And right here, there is a clear command to train up a child in the way he should go. All right, so but split that. Train up a child yep. in the way he should go. The question is, how do I know what way that is? Okay. All right, so split it. Train up a child. Yeah. Got it. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to train up a child. What does that mean? All right, let's, let's keep on going. In the way he should go. Um, I mean... If if I'm building some like to go back to your what what the vine thing Tre- yeah. trellis what was it yeah called? trellis yeah to build up my my trellis like I I want to do all I can to direct my children towards a path of righteousness it's, you know like mm-hmm. it's that Psalm one like there's two paths yeah you know um, I want I want my child to be that that blessed man that the, the blessed one who is happy in God who doesn't go on the the, the wicked path yeah. And so I'm going to do everything that's within my realm of responsibility to train the child in that direction. Yeah. Like I don't even, I don't even think it needs to be like it's the in the way he should go cuz it doesn't it doesn't say the path he should go. Yeah. Well the way there is the word direct which which is which is a pathway analogy. Oh well, just yeah. kidding. I mean, it is it is <laughs> it is path then. Yeah. Um which it's like okay. So which I mean as as a Christian parent, the pathway that I, my child should go ought to be towards godliness and goodness. You know, yeah. whether that's whether that's just like only the areas of common grace yeah. that are there. Either way, I, I don't think I want my child to like be slinging drugs on the street. Like that's probably sure. not the way that he should go. Um, yeah, and so I, I think everything within my effort to train them towards godliness. I mean, that's what it says in first Timothy four, right? It's sure. the same, or it's a, it's a similar word here. It's what mm-hmm. is it? Uh, have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths, rather train yourself for godliness. Yeah. For a body training is of some value. Godliness is a value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life yeah. to come. And so, I mean, those, those two yeah. instances of training, I, I want as I'm training my body, myself for godliness, I want to. I think I want to train my kids for godliness as yeah. well, uh, which has promises. If, if we're doing that, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's a complete 100 yeah. percent guarantee. But man, I want to be faithful. Yeah. Well, let me give you an example of how this plays out. Yeah. If we believe that we are dead in sin, right, and our only hope is regeneration 
unto salvation and forgiveness of sin. And we look at our two-year-old and we say, well, it's just a phase they're going through. Right. And our job is to help them know how to manage themselves. Mm. Are we training them in the way they should go? No. One can produce behavioral changes. Right. But see, this is why I think this is important. Because if we believe Jesus Christ is the only answer for sin, and all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, our two-year-old tantrums, though maybe age-appropriate, are not sinless. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to train them for behavioral management. For behavior management. Right. We want to train them for godliness. Right. But that's where I think it starts to hit home because throughout our parenting years, we can relate to our kids in ways that don't prepare them for their need for Jesus. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's one of my concerns for parents mm-hmm. is you and you can look at the good qualities of your kids, which we should. And I'm not one of those parents that's like, you know, my kid's just a dirty sinner and, you know, if Jesus doesn't save them, they're just going to be awful and people... No. Um, uh, But if we really believe that my child is incapable Mm -hmm. of moral righteousness before God, nothing he or she can do will be righteous as God understands righteousness then it will have a profound effect on how we view how we view child development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we don't go the opposite direction and so now we're going to just discipline them into holiness, which is the danger of using this verse in a wrong way. Yeah. Because then what we start doing is sort of saying, well, I'm just going to make sure that they're obedient, you know, obedient to God all the time. Yeah. And that doesn't send them on the right path either. Right. That's the Pharisee path. Yeah. So that's why I think it's important. Yeah, I yeah, no, I I I love that, and it's why so much of our parenting has to go after the heart. Yeah, um, and we'll do that better at times than others. But I think every discipline comes with a conversation. Yeah, and it takes forever, and it's yeah. really difficult. Yeah, and it's exhausting, and sometimes I don't feel like having a conversation. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them to just snap up and get it right. Yeah, you know, the God gave us the law as a mirror to our hearts. It wasn't just a oh. That law says this, let me just do that. Yeah. He gives us the law so that we see I can't do this. Yeah. And I am in need of yeah. something or someone else to come in and and rescue yeah. me. Um which is interesting because what you're describing is the difference between law based parenting yeah. and rule based parenting. Yeah. Because law based rule based parenting says do this. And you are approved. Mm. Right? Whatever that is. Right, right, right. Right? Law-based parenting says the weight of this is greater than you can ever ultimately fulfill. And you need something outside of you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Can I can I give some examples of what we've done in our house yeah. in regards? I I don't even know if the, yeah, it's just been a fun development in like how you know we're like sharing the gospel with our kids. So I'll just go with uh, with Isaiah because we typically do this mostly with the, the two older kids. We've actually just started these conversations with Charlotte as well. It used to be each time we do a discipline, mm-hmm. we would we would we would uh, we would enact the discipline, and then it used to be. I used to ask them a series of questions saying, are you a good person? Mm-hmm. And they would have to say, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, we, we, would, we would talk through that. It's like, no, you're not good. You're not good. You're not good. And these kind of things. And, and then, you know, we'd lead them to talk about what Jesus done on the cross for their sins, you know? And I was like, yeah, I'm sharing the gospel with my kids. And then like, you know, there's so much discipline. I'm just like, man, we're, these kids are just declaring how ungood they are over and over and over again. So we actually shifted the conversation to be a bit more playful, mm-hmm. yet even more truthful, I think. And so, you know, it would be, you know, they would do something ridiculous or like hit their child or not listen to us. And, you know, the discipline would happen. I'd look at them in the eyes and, I, and, I, and so I'd be like, Isaiah, are you good? And he would start smirking at me. I'd be like, and he'd say, Yes. And I was like, you're not good. Do you know what you just did? You just hit your sister right upside the head and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're going to try me. You're good. He goes, daddy, I'm good. I was like, how can you be good? I just saw you sin just now. Mm-hmm. And, he, <clears throat> and then he, now the response is, well, daddy, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I was like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, what do you mean? He goes, and I get his goodness. Mm-hmm. And then I act surprised and go, his goodness? And he goes, yes. And he's just like, then I, then I start asking all those questions. Like, you mean the Jesus who's perfectly holy? He did all these things. He died and you get his goodness. And he goes, yes. I go, what is that called? Yeah. And they're, they're supposed to say the gospel. Oftentimes, yeah. uh, one of the kids will say the Trinity. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, not sure like, why yeah, that yeah. keeps get, uh, getting in there. Bible. But, uh, <laughs> Bible, God, uh, Jesus. No, church. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Let me know if I'm getting close. <laughs> To love God and enjoy him forever. No, no, no. That's, that's right. Different answer. Different. There's another question goes that. But yeah, just something to just get in their head that yeah. like, they can't do this, but Jesus has done it. Um, yeah. I don't know when that'll solidify. I'm praying that it does. I'm praying that, but, but even like that, I don't know, ritual, whatever you call it, yeah. unless the spirit makes that alive and truthful, like they're not yeah. going to respond to it. So yeah, yeah it's funny because I, I, and I want to be careful here because I don't want to over nuance this, but yeah. I think that. I think that the issue of goodness is is something we have to be a, a bit careful with. Yeah. Um, because we define goodness in a certain way. And it's a common word. So to me, in one sense, I think that the question is, are you good? Mm-hmm. And then by what standard? Yes. Yep. Compared to what? Yes. Because yep. that's what that's what is is being God at. There's yeah. a category for, for you're not morally at this moment. You're not morally sinning. Right. 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 You're not not everything about you. And this is where we have to be careful with. Mm-hmm. I think our theology. Not you know there is common grace. Yeah. You know uh, our children are are born sinners mm-hmm. and. They're capable of everything, but they're not always doing everything. Yeah, and they will do remarkably good stuff. They'll learn from our parenting. Yeah, they'll learn to be kind. You can train to yeah. be kind. That's a good thing. Yeah. The question we want to get at, I think, is 
good compared to what? Then I am good. I'm better than this kid over here. Because that's when they get a little older, they'll start comparing themselves to Mm. other kids. Yeah. I don't think we use the word good in our house. Yeah. Like, I I think, like, we never say, we'll, we'll say good job. Yeah, but good we'll job. Not, but we'll so never what say. What we did is we yeah. never attach good to person. Right, exactly. We, we attached the Unless word we're good doing that presentation to you know, good was to job. Right. You know? Yes. Yep. Yeah. In fact, Joe Brewster, who wrote I forget the book, uh, Raising Black Sons, I think, but yeah. that was a big part of what he talked about. Is he said, he said we want to attach. I think it's Joe Brewster. He said we want to those kind of words we want to attach to to performance of and leave it there. Yeah. So that we relate to our kids based on who they are, not based on what they're doing. Right. Yep. And so that was a good job. You know, you did a great job. Or you could have done a better job. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not getting at who you are as a person at that point. Yeah. You know, here's how to do a better job. Here's how to, you know. Because the only way you can be good as a person is if Jesus is. Is, Yeah. 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 And and yeah, so I think we do try to keep it in that that lane. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the things I think, because I think some parents overreact the other way and and they don't want to talk about sin and and whether they, it it can feel like they're making their kids feel like they're worthless. Mm -hmm. Which the kids will do anyway, man. Sure. Yeah. Like I've never once said, you are a bad kid. Like you are a bad boy. Yeah. And man, I tell you what, like Isaiah is one who feels, he feels the way, he's funny, man. Conscience. He, he has a strong conscience. Not all kids do. Man, I, <laughs> look, I know. <laughs> but Isaiah, he's got a strong conscience, man. Yeah. And, and he hates disappointing. Yeah. And, um, you know, he'll get in a moment where he's just being a kid or like, you know, his testosterone yeah. levels arise and he'll do something yeah. silly. Sure, yeah. That's just, that crosses the line. Yeah. And then he'll slunk and he'll say, I'm just a bad big brother. Yeah. I'm just like we have never said this. So it's like it's like in us. It's man. all yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. And and again, that that's going to give you opportunity. Right. Yeah. I think to bring the gospel into play. Yeah. Not and I, I think not necessarily. Well, you're worse than you think. Mm-hmm. You know, for <laughs> for a six year old. You know, there's a there's a place right. there's a place <laughs> for that. You know, um, but you know what. Tell me about that. Right. You know, tell yeah. me what you mean by that. Yeah, and then I'll probably you know? say, Daddy, I'm just repeating what you say when you when you when you when you, when you, when you fail mommy. In exactly. Some way, that's right. If I'm honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, good. You know, point taken. <laughs> we'll change my we'll we'll change my language. Thank I, you very much. I have had to adjust. I was like, oh man, he sounds like me. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you like I, I? I do not like I say. Um, so uh, no, yeah. So I think part of what we're talking about is just you know how do we wrestle mm-hmm. with this tension that we 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 want to present Jesus Christ yeah. authentically, mm-hmm. but in a way and early too. Yeah, you know it isn't like okay, let's let them. You know, I mean, the, the challenge I think is a lot of secular parenting. All, yeah. If you know, I mean, the big thing that you, because you know, I, I read a lot in mental health literature. The thing that's absent from any conversation about wrongdoing is guilt, right? Mm-hmm. You will not find anybody talking about guilt. They will the mm-hmm. the amount of theories yeah, yeah. they have to develop. To avoid the word guilt yeah. is unbelievable. It's like, 
<laughs> it ain't that complicated. Yeah. You know, you've complicated because you don't think, you think, you think even saying the word guilt yeah. is bad. Right, right. And when it comes to parenting literature, that same thing happens. They, when guilt is a normal human experience, we mm-hmm. all know it. Yep. Yeah. We know, you know, so you know, addicts, you know, addictions literature, it's amazing mm-hmm. what they'll do to avoid talking about guilt. Um, and the problem is anybody who's no struggle with addiction will say, I feel guilty. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah. The answer for guilt is not explaining it away. The answer for guilt is atonement, mm. you know? And, and that's where I think in parenting literature these days, I think in sometimes even Christian parenting right, literature, right. you, you so fear huh. guilt that you remove the need for Christ mm-hmm. and then you have a moral Jesus. Right. And a standard by which you should live, which produces like like a guilt that can't be atoned for. Because mm. um, it's not talked about. Because it's not talked about. <laughs> yeah, nobody talks about it. Right. And so it's okay to say, no, that was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, for that thing, you should feel guilty. Yeah. Because I think, and the goal isn't, and guess what, you're worse than that. I mean, I just don't think that's a, you know, teenagers, yeah, you yeah, need to right. know that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You need to know that. Um, no, you're far worse than you think. You're, you're constantly <laughs> overvaluing yourself. Um, but I think for small children in particular, they have to recognize, because they function on a level of, they're not making the connection between this event and this event and this event. And this, you know, they're just moving on. And so the way to help them is to see, do you see the path? You see that, boy, you're, you know, when this happens, you're, you respond by taking something from your sister. You respond by mm-hmm. this. Do you see how that's happening? Even though you're trying to not do that, even though you've said, I won't do that again, and you've just done it again, mm-hmm. you know, that's what sin does. Yeah. And each time you do that, you should feel guilty. Yeah. And we can deal with that by asking for forgiveness and moving on. But you're going to have a bigger thing that you're going to deal with, which is the issue of why do you keep doing what you yeah. know yeah. you shouldn't be doing. That's not just mistakes at that point. Yeah, We're going to talk about that as you grow up. Yeah, And I think having parents have the ability to sort of say, there are things that we're going to talk about that are going to be very helpful that you can't understand yet. Yeah, yeah. Man, and that those conversations get harder as the, like the more kids you have because it's yeah. like yeah. Isaiah, they're strong. Eleanor, yeah. they're strong. Charlotte's like, oh man, I think we're supposed to be having these conversations right now. Like yeah. it's just because you're still still trying to still parent the older kids, yeah, and be like, okay, now we're getting into these types of more complicated, nuanced conversations with Isaiah, and yeah, and then Eleanor is at this certain stage, and it's like, oh man, Charlotte, like I. I we haven't done like this section yet. Yeah. Which, you know, you know, you're always like on it, on it, on it with the first one. And so I I think just those rem- even those reminders of like like books that I found super helpful in raising, you know, Isaiah and Eleanor, it's like I need to revisit those books. At sure. least do a skim through so yeah. that a, as a refresher for what I need to be implementing in Charlotte and eventually when Carolyn um yeah. starts being able to understand and comprehend yeah. more than I think. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I thought I was done with this. Now I got <laughs> to well, well, accumulating kids does affect it. Yes, you know, man. I don't know if that, and Grant knows this. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, you know, Emily, we were on everything, man. right? You know, we were just like, we were there because yeah. we're practicing. Right. Like, you know, she's like our test case. Yes. And, uh, and so, <laughs> so we're, we're tag team parenting mm-hmm. and we're tag team on top of things and, and she would probably tell you, yeah, it was pretty intense. Like, 
up till like I was 21. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have a couple of those come along. You sort of group pairing them and, mm-hmm. you know, and you're kind of just going, hey, troops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so Grant comes along six years after the, the youngest girl. And, and uh, they basically did have the parenting. <laughs> Because he was hanging out with them, right? Yes, so he's yeah. two, mm-hmm. and he's got an eight-year-old sister and a ten-year-old <laughs> sister and a twelve-year-old sister, and he's down there in the sa- in the basement with all of them. And <laughs> what is their deal? They don't want us down there constantly dealing with things, so they're managing him. Yeah, yeah. Like they're unparenting him, <laughs> <laughs> just keeping him happy. What do we need to keep him happy? Right. right, right? right. You know, and so we're like, everybody's like, Grant's a great kid. They're like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I hadn't seen him in about a week. I, so. Yeah, I assume he is. You know, I'll check with the kids. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, so it's funny. I mean, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, right, but not a right. ton. Yeah. Like, uh, and because they liked it, they like you know they mm-hmm. loved him and everything. And so we just there was a buffer between yes. us. Yeah. You yeah. know, between our direct involvement and everything. And they were managing him. And yeah. uh, and so you have to have a... You recognize pretty early on that your tactics aren't the goal. Right, yep. You know, being a better tactician mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> is not the goal of parenting. Right. You know, i got to be discerning. I've got to be loving. Yeah. I have to be God-focused. And, uh, and, I, and I have to be in the game. Yeah. 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 I, man... And you know, even as we're talking about these things, it's like there's no way we can do this unless we are filling ourselves yeah, with for real. with Bible, yeah. prayer life. Like we have to be consistent in the spiritual disciplines and you know Which is hard. Which is when your kids uh, so are like, hard. Yeah. Especially for moms, man. Like yeah. you know, uh whoa, what's that girl's name? Not Bethany. Um I know her name. Um, Taylor Swift. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, Rachel Jankovic. I don't know. I think that's how you pronounce it. But she she just put out like this video of just how uh, she was like, I was way more like, don't think that you were way more godly when you were single and able to have these extensive quiet times doing all these things. Like those things are great and wonderful, but it's like you have all these little ones cramming and vying for your attention, tearing you apart. Guess what's happening? You're becoming godlier because your selfishness is getting exposed yeah. and you're you're losing your temper and you didn't have to do all these things. And God is using those to sanctify you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she's like, you are still being made holy. You are still being sanctified day by day, one degree of glory to a next. And she's like, don't compare like numbers from, yeah. from, from before. Like, yeah. oh, I used to spend three hours in prayer every single morning. But it's like, you had you had three hours of free time for someone, without sure. someone clamming on you and, and doing all that. So it's just like, I don't even know. I guess I'm talking to moms right now. It's like, man, God is is doing work in the mundane and in the annoying to, yeah. to sanctify you and show you yeah. how much you need his grace. Yeah. And, um, and it is a season. Yeah. It feels, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I'm still in it, but I do see other parents like where older kids are putting the younger kids to bed. And I'm just like, what? 
that frees up so much time if they can do that. They're like brushing their teeth well by themselves and getting dressed yeah. without constant reminders and asking for a snack and acting like they've never had a drink of water in their life. I'm just like, okay, yeah, that time is coming. <laughs> so like yeah. we can continue on now. So yeah, I don't know where that came from, but and you get you know yeah. uh, it's something I think you have a heart for too, which is it. It's hard. It's hard sometimes to remember this is supposed to be a good season of life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, I both feel this for folks that they, you get so Man. overwhelmed, moms yeah. in particular, but mm-hmm. parents in general can feel so overwhelmed yeah. by it that you can feel like I just got to survive it. Yeah. I got to get through it. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, this, I, I want to say this and it, it's not like it's a season. I mean, in some sense, parents, parenting is a season, but parenting is something that you you embrace mm-hmm. as a person, yeah, and that it molds you, yeah, yeah, and it molds you into your sixties mm-hmm. and beyond. Yeah, it's yeah. part of who you are. Um, there'll be moments where it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. and there'll be moments where it's a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of hope. It's a lot of it's a lot of waiting yeah you know it's a lot of loving from a distance Mm. Mm. you know yeah and uh and so everything we're doing with our young kids is meant to be building a sense of appreciation for the opportunity Mm -hmm. if we don't see it that way we're going to live with well once i get through this once they get out of the diaper age (laughs) yeah yeah and once they get to where they can do their own homework or Once they get where they don't have to be babysat, or mm-hmm. once they get to where, you know, and then teens hit and they're man, all fearful. And the, yes. And man, and you know, I think that's what is so helpful about having multi generational friends mm-hmm. of like st- having staggered amounts of friends in different stages of parenting. Because I mean, I guess it's, I don't know if it's taken advantage of, of where they're at, but they're able to put some insight of things they miss about whatever stage you're in. Mm-hmm. Cause each stage has yeah. very, very unique sweetness yeah. inside of it. Yeah. And so, you know, when I see, when I see a mom of 12 year olds, look at Carolyn in her yeah. stroller and just melt. melt yeah. just like, okay. That's right. No, this yeah. is sweet. Yeah. Or if I, if I see, um, if I see a, a mom of teenagers, just, have a conversation with Isaiah and be laughing at his developing personality. I'm just like, okay, no, yeah, this is this is the fun exploratory stage when we figure that out, or, or, um, you know, all those different kind of things of of parents in different with differing perspectives that appreciate things that you you can miss in the yeah. moment do help make it sweeter. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, good. <laughs> well, as I'm, I have no idea what time we're at, but. Uh, any place you want to go with this today? Like, I need you brought some stuff. Oh, I did bring some stuff, man. I'm maybe about we should to get turn into, our attention there. And we'll, yeah, I'm about okay. to get into uh, advertising mode. Um, there is an embarrassment of resources for parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, like, I'm so grateful. Um, of good and bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm only grateful for the good. I, okay, I don't good, know good. if I'm yeah. grateful for the yeah. bad. Yeah. But yes, there's well, an embarrassment of resources, good and yeah. bad. And I've just brought a sampling of of some um, that I, that I think are really helpful. Like I remember uh, a real quick story. I remember when we first had Isaiah. Uh, you know, there it was hard to, for us to find something where we could set him in 
yeah. where he would enjoy it. Yeah. And so we had, to, I don't remember what it was called, but there was this little like foldy thing and it had like a bear on the front and we could like set him down. And it was such a relief to us. And uh, we were like, so we like, I was at, uh, it was in one of my intern uh, groups at, at uh, when I was in Louisville. And uh, Bob was talking, like I was, I was sharing as like a, man, I'm so glad like we found this thing that Isaiah's laying, it's so great. And he just goes, the things you parents have nowadays, like <laughs> diapers were like just being invented. So we, so we had like, we're like, man, I hope this holds some stuff. Like <laughs> just the differencing of, of just, you know, how, yeah. how, uh, well, I just know that things we, <laughs> that we put our kids in to be safe right now yes. are outlawed. <laughs> They're outlawed now. Exactly. You know, they exactly. would, we would be, we would be, we would be punished. We would be arrested <laughs> if we put our kids in the thing, in, yes. if you put your kids in the things we put our kids in, <laughs> that's so great. child endangerment. So, um, do I do I look at the camera for this? Um, these resources are so good, man. And there's so many others that I didn't bring. And Bethany told me, don't you can't bring it all. Yeah. So this is in no particular order, but I do really love this one. Is this the camera I look at? Uh, it is uh, parenting with loving correction so it actually man it's by sam crabtree this is fantastic um this would be more so geared towards younger uh parents with the, of younger kids but there's there's ideologies and all of this that that would be really really helpful and he actually talks about you know um one of the things that i thought was really help uh, now nah, i'm not gonna get to everything about this book Read this book. It's fantastic. He talks about the difference about behavior modification and then going after the heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's the particular part that I thought was really helpful was how how many ways we accidentally reward our children for disobedience. Mm -hmm. And so we need to reward obedience, but sometimes I reward disobedience. Like if a kid is throwing a tantrum and we just want to shut it down. So we'll pick them up and give them some type of lollipop or whatever just so they stop. It's like that child now knows that if I throw myself on the floor, here's what I get picked up. I don't got to walk. I get a lollipop and things are good. And so like yeah. there's so many ways we accidentally reward our kids. And uh, it's such a helpful reminder that I think I need even right now. It talks about not negotiating with your kids. Like mm -hmm. your child should not be in a negotiating contract with you. Anyway, it's really helpful. Very scriptural. Very biblical. Um, very practical. Yeah. And it's not super long. Um, I mean, it's yeah. what? Good. 120 pages yeah uh fantastic Tip, take a typical mommy year to read <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's wonderful yeah. uh, another one is the dad a dad two years the dad <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line <laughs> the dad difference by uh brian loritz this one is just uh inspiring mm -hmm. um clearly i mean it's for for uh fathers in particular yeah but uh you know, Brian Loritz honors his dad, uh, Dr. Crawford Loritz, a lot in this book. And you just see uh, a lot of like legacy kind of building things. Like, yeah. There's a lot of like rites of passage that are in here yeah. of things that like one quick example is for all of his grand grandchildren's 10th birthday, uh, Crawford would buy a Bible mm -hmm. and use that in all of his preaching engagements for three years oh, wow. and then give it to them on their 13th birthday. Wow. With all of his notes and scribbles, and he would pray for that child every day, and That's I'm just cool. like, man, that type of intentionality. There's all kinds of stories in there. I think I cried during every chapter, wow. um, which is great. Um, anything by Oops, sorry about that. Anything by Marty Machowski is going to be mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, 
So this this would be for older older kids like mm-hmm. teens maybe I think I think it's, it's fourteen specifically but man I've I've for used teens little, to read uh yeah, you, yeah. Like, if you need help with like family devotionals like it has yeah. like all you need to do is open this up and do what it says yeah. like if you're saying I have no tools I don't know what I'm doing dude this it. it it does it for you. Yeah. It has questions that are good. It, it asks, it tells you what kind of things to pray through. Uh, there's songs that go along with certain ones. There's an album by Song of Grace Music that goes with each chapter in this book. Mm-hmm. And there's projects and things if, if you want to do that as well. There's a song of the week. It's so helpful. You literally just pick it up and go through it. And you've got 10 minute family devotionals. Really, really helpful. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> this book is, is magnificent. Um, I'm sorry. I keep destroying the microphone. Uh, wonderful again, uh, Marty Machowski. It is a, <laughs> it's a book on the Psalms um, for kids, and uh, it's very similar. Like if you don't know what to do, this has a wonderful illustrations, wonderful things to talk about, um, and it 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 just helps. It just gives you a framework for how to go through the Psalms with your kids, and it points to Jesus in everyone, and it's just like so. It's helping them with biblical theology as well. Um, I'm, I'm just grateful for Marty. He's such a gift. Um, mm-hmm. Buy every, every book he, he writes. Um, and then the last two, uh, Trillian Newbell is uh, a very, oh, this isn't the book I meant to grab. Um, this book's great too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is by Trillian Newbell. She uh, is, is really, has really found her groove in writing children's books. She's a very engaging writer. She uh, writes kind of bubbly in a sort of way that keeps the kids engaged. Um, this book is called uh, God's Very Good Idea. I love the illustrations in it. So this actually talks about um, God's delightfully different family. So it it's, it's talks about diversity. It's like a, a theology of of ethnic unity and, but not just ethnic unity, but all different kinds. So there's got uh, people in wheelchairs in this, people that look different and it talks about sin and it, it ends in the cross and, and what Jesus, what King Jesus did for us. And it's got this beautiful picture. COVID makes this even more uh, poignant of just what it looks like. Can you guys see this? I don't know. I was going to say zoom in, but no one's at that camera. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I'm just going to do this. But anyway, just, um, of what it looks like when God's family is all together, just enjoying. I mean, look at that. They got, they're eating cupcakes. They're playing music. It's fantastic. Um, but the book I meant to bring from hers is um, Creative God, Colorful Us. Um, that one's, it's got, a, it's a bit more of like a chapter kind of book. It's for older kids. This is more of a storybook. That one is more for older kids. And then finally, um, The God Contest. So this is by the author who did the, uh, the Garden, the Curtain, and the Cross. So this is uh, another storybook. So this would be for younger kids. Um, there's all there's so many resources of just uh, hmm. just to help you engage biblical stories and and there's they're all so Christ centric now um, that help with biblical theology, seeing Jesus in the Old and New Testaments, um, and just helping the kids make connections that I didn't make till I was in like college. I don't think um, I do want to show this this one page. So. Uh, says Jesus is Yahweh, Jesus is God. And it just shows, it gives me a little bit of a picture of a taste of heaven. It's got a bunch of saints of old. So you've got Phoebe, Thomas, Athanasius, uh, Augustine of Hippo, Martin Luther, uh, Limwell Haynes, Hudson Taylor, um, Francis Schaeffer, all kinds of people um, together shouting out Yahweh is the Lord. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a wonderful book. My kids love this. We read it quite a bit. So um, all kinds of resources. And I, I really had to restrain myself 
and not bringing all different kinds of stuff. So right. we're not. I'm gonna do one thing. But yes. Um, and this is maybe just to kind of tease out for a future episode. Yeah. Uh-oh. Give me one thing mm-hmm. in about ninety seconds. All right. That you feel is a burden for. And I use burden. I mean something on your heart yeah. you feel for for parents of your generation. Right of now my that generation. Yeah, that, yeah. This is Lord. I, I Lord. I really. I hope they get this. Oh, jeez. One burden, man. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually gonna look at my watch as I do this because this is all right. Um, I got man one burden for parents of my generation. Husbands, love your wives, care for them, make sure that our kids know that. Good. My pri- like. The first job God gave me is to love my wife. Mm-hmm. And then from that trickles in of how I'm supposed to raise my kids in a, in a loving way. Good. And so I can see parents go one or two ways, but both the, both the mom and the dad. So and wives, love your husbands. My goodness. Um, our marriages need to be really strong. Mm-hmm. And our marriages need to be really strong because we're both loving the word of God and trusting yeah. in Jesus and chasing after him. Yeah. Where you see marriages weakened, you see a lack of spiritual discipline. You see people mm-hmm. who aren't praying, praying, people who aren't reading the word, mm-hmm. and uh, it just it spills into exhaustion um, in the rest of life. I got about 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. And um, love, your, love your spouse, love the word of God, and, uh, and then love your kids. I, I, and the kids aren't a burden. Kids yeah. are not merely a financial hassle. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing I see is that the inconvenience of children mm-hmm. is is dominating uh, yeah. millennials. I'm a millennial, right? Yeah. And so, um, but man, God gave us the gift of marriage yeah. and he's blessed that marriage with kids. Yeah. And I want to fight and scrap to see the joy it, through the exhaustion. Like it is not going to be easy and it is going to be very tiring. But man, what other way uh, should we spend ourselves? Yeah. Then by pointing our wives to Christ, loving our children, pointing them to Christ, showing them that I'm going to fail you guys, but there's someone who will never fail you. Yeah. Um, I, I, wanna, I want these, these young marriages to, to believe that. Good. I think that'd be my burden. Excellent. Excellent. I'm going to close, and this is not the only burden, but I want, I want parents, and I would say it's about my generation too. Okay to embrace the healthy value of no. Um, that no is not, because I read the literature outside of the, mm-hmm. of, of the Bible, mm-hmm. and no is a bad word. Yeah. And no should be held off as long as possible. Um, and no is, is identity limiting. Um, and I, I think, number one, it's not true mm. that no is a part of life. Um, to understand how to live life in a world with other people, we have to understand that there's a no. There's a right thing and a wrong thing. And even at, even at very early ages, yeah. being able to help your child. 
I mean, and a lot of times we fear no because we don't want our child to feel like we're opposing them. Yeah. But that's why the healthy value of no is that no, no is life is about no. Mm-hmm. You know, until we get to heaven when it's all about yes. Yeah. Um, on this side, you know, you're going to be in school and no is going to be an issue, and yeah. you're going to be in at work and no is going to be an issue, and being able to live and flourish with limitations yeah. on things that you don't want to necessarily be limited. So even young children, being able to help them to see that yeah. no is, a, is an important thing. Yeah. And I think we all know that, we all feel that, but I think that we can be affected by a culture sometimes that can feel that's a limiting thing on children that need to flourish. And actually I think it, it, it's like, like creating some, some, some guides. Okay, I, I have... I have yes things and I have no things. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's the best way to set them up for the idea of what the law really is, which yeah. is the law is, is yeses and nos. <clears throat> and that eventually leads us to Christ. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the things I would hope to see is that we know how to, in a joyful, gracious, loving way, right. say no. Yeah, that's really good, man. Good. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. Great. It's good. There's something I want to add to this book part. I'm so sorry. Um, why don't we just, just hold it up? Just going to hold it up. Um, also, in, in regards to issues of ethnic justice and ethnic unity and diversity, um, everybody else is trying to instruct your kids on how to do this. Yeah. So between Sesame Street, Door of the Explorer, Blue's Clues, whatever it is, somebody has some kind of statement or stance on this. Um, and so we need to make sure that our children are being informed about this important issue from people who fear God. Uh, yes. Trilly Newbell fears the Lord and she loves the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not have a voice like hers help us speak to our kids about these issues rather than Elmo? Yeah. Um, you know, between Elmo and Trilly Newbell, I think we're going to pick Trilly Newbell 100% yeah. of the time yeah. um, because we know what she's rooted and grounded in, yeah. and, and that's what our kids need as they navigate this issue. I've had trouble hearing anything from Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's, 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 Maybe it's just me. So. Till next time, see you later. Yes. <laughs>